everyone. Welcome to Noisy Narratives. This is Debbie Vallejo, and I am here along with Christy Williams, Amy Woodell. And we here at Noisy Narratives like to talk about a sto- our, our stories, blah, 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 sorry, I'm skipping over my words, <laughs> our stories and um, just the noise in our lives and then get to the heart of what really matters. So because we are doing that today, we're going to start off, the topic today is basically what it means to be a believer, what mm-hmm. it means to be a Christian. We've used the, if you listen to us, we use the word believer, the word Christian interchangeably. Um, you may not know always what that means and what that looks like. So we wanted to just clarify that um, and talk about in our lives what it means to walk with Christ. So we're going to start out with just a little kind of encapsulated, um, kind of simple, to the point um, definition, like defining, right, what it means to be a Christian. Like what? So Christy kind of talked about that really well a minute ago. So I'm going to have her. Oh, lovely. Talk about um, so, that, yes. like, put you on the spot. No, that's, so. fine. that's fine. I don't mind talking about Jesus. I don't want to hog the microphone. <laughs> I don't want to hog the microphone. No. I think, too, to become or to be a believer, to be a part of the family of Christ, you have to become one. Yes. And so in order to do that, there is steps that take place. So you do have to acknowledge that you're a sinner, um, asking for forgiveness from the Lord not from people around you. So it's a prayer. So you're talking to God. It's a prayer to the Lord saying, I believe you died for my sins, that you rose from the dead, um, that you're turning from your sins uh, and you kind of invite him into your life. You invite him into your heart to kind of overtake it. Um, And then you acknowledge that you want to follow. You want to trust um, the Lord as your Lord and Savior. And so when people are listening, um, we have so many conversations, like Debbie said, about being a Christ follower, being a part of the family of God. What does that mean? Well, first, you have to be in it to understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be on the outside, and you may not under, you're not going to really understand it, but you might look at it and go, I want in that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a simple prayer. It's super easy. It's super simple. Um, we worship a God that the, empty, the tomb is empty, so he's a living God um, and a breathing God, which is great. Um, we worship a God that has the God, the you know, the Trinity, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was sent to us to have that relationship with God because Jesus is not, isn't on earth anymore. He's coming back, but he's not here. That's right. So that's kind the of Holy my Spirit's little, here yes, my, yeah, Holy Spirit is here, yes. but Jesus is not. So, and also a quick side note kind of too, what's interesting to me is, and I grew up in the mission field, this was kind of, but there is no sinner's prayer in the Bible. Right. It's kind of something we've created in a yes. way to help explain to people. Yeah. Well, um, and the creeds aren't what, in the Bible either. So yes, it's kind of that exactly. same. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean it's not correct or not right. right. We just say to make, you know, so for your understanding. But it means the Bible kind of talks about the, the relationship part, right? The relational part of what it means to have a relationship with God and have a relationship with your Savior, Jesus, and then have the Holy Spirit in you um, for all of that. It all works together. Right. So I just, that was my little side note, but Amy, what do you think? Okay. So say you're, you're an adult. You haven't, you've been, haven't been raised in church. A friend invites you to church. Those are my favorite people. Yes. And you start feeling this pull. Yeah. What is that pull called? Prompting a pull. Not a prompting. That's not the right word. It's like a, it's like the Holy Spirit kind of tugging at you. It's God choosing you. He's choosing you and he's speaking to you. Mm -hmm. And we kind of went over this a little bit ago about Mm -hmm. it. He, he pulls all of us. There are those that choose him and there are, cho- mm-hmm. there are ones that don't. But that it's not just one day you wake up and I have to go seek God. He's already seeking you. Mm-hmm. That's always been my understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's very biblical for sure. 
Um, I think, too, a lot of people don't act on those prompting from the Holy Spirit. Right. right? They suppress it because that means it might be a life change or it's not. And some of them aren't around Christians to ask. Yeah. Right. Like, I feel hey, dumb. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I didn't grow up. Yes. I didn't grow up knowing this stuff. And yes. by the way, no Christian is ever going to go, really? You don't know this? Right. Like, no Christian is ever going to no, do that to all. you. Not at all. No. So. But it is It is good. It is a good. If you have that feeling, if you have that prompting, that nudge, if you have the nudging of the Holy Spirit to find someone mm-hmm. and ask them like, hey, this is what's going on. And hopefully that's a Christian that you're asking. And that Christian's in tune enough with the Spirit too to be like. Oh, is that God? Oh, mm-hmm. this is exciting. And hopefully that person you go ask has probably been praying for you. Yes. It's probably been praying for yes. you a long time to kind of come around. Well, here's a here's a scripture I'm just looking at. I've looked up uh, 15 scriptures on how to have a personal relationship with Christ. Um, and this is Isaiah 41.10. Yeah. And this is from God. Do not fear. I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. So don't be fearful. Come to him. I'm going to help you in all things, everything in your life. And it's, to me, having a personal relationship with Christ, having the Holy Spirit in my heart is knowing that, one, I'm never alone. And two, I have him there to help me make decisions and to, it's not just on me. Because what a scary feeling to think it's just on you. You only have yourself to rely on. Yeah. You have yourself or even works, Mm -hmm. right? Like we're saved by faith through grace in Christ alone. Mm -hmm. Nothing else. There's no works. Mm-mm. You don't have to work your way up the ladder, which no. so many other religions believe that. Yes. And you have to kind of be like, well, we're the not. only, is it C.S. Lewis that was asked, you know, wrote Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, that's C.S. Mm-hmm. Lewis. He was asked, um, you know, he had a group of men. They all met together. Zero Tolkien was one of them. Um, and they were all debating kind of like what makes Christianity different oh, yeah. than any other religion. I mean, like it's, why is it different? Mm-hmm. And they were all going back and forth and C.S. Lewis walks into the room and they look at him and they ask him the question and he goes, oh, that's easy. Grace. Yeah. That's what makes it different. And so, and it is, we have by grace, we are saved um, because it's not by works. It's not anything we can do, but there was a cost to it. It just wasn't ours to pay. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's amazing about being a Christian, right? Being a believer is Jesus paid the price for us and took all his sin, all our sin on him to feel that when he didn't have to. Um, because there has to be, um, you know, there is a price because of God's righteousness, because what that means. So if you make the decision, then Christy, like you're making the decision, I want to follow the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, I have met with someone who will pray with me, or I've just prayed myself and I'm going yeah. like, that's my testimony. I was like, mm-hmm. no, I grew up with it, but I was in bed. I was nine. I still remember. I kind of put my head under the covers and Aww, I just said a prayer all myself. Good. And I woke up the next day and told my parents and that was, but there's, more after that, right? There's more after that. Mm -hmm. So you make the decision, you know, and then Jesus provides a super, or God provides a supernatural resources for you, your savior, but the Holy Spirit, the body of Christ and the Bible, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So what would you say is the net, what would you tell someone? Okay, I'm making Mm -hmm. the decision. I want to make the decision. Where do I go? What do I do next? I've decided I want to be. Well, hold on, because it's going to get fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what do I do? I don't know if it's about doing. It's about now you have a new filter that you're learning and walking through life with. So So, uh, try to get a Bible probably first thing then, I guess, if you want to develop that filter or learn. Yeah, Bible. Listen, you find, but it's it's like instant. It's like you instantly become thirsty. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So then now you're you have the living water coming at you like a fire hydrant in the face. And that is true. Right. And you're just like, oh, my yes. gosh, this is amazing. Yes. This is so exciting. Yes. I want all of this. Mm-hmm. And then you have to just learn. Yes. A body of believers, church, Bible study, get a Bible wherever you feel comfortable. I mean, you have the internet, man. You can look at it. Look it up. It's so nice now. Christian station on your way to work. Yes, it is what you're what you're absorbing in. Yes, through your ears is what what is on your brain. It's kind of like self talk too. But what you're listening to is what you're absorbing in. So if you're listening to talk radio in the morning and these two people are arguing, flip it over to a Christian station and Mm -hmm. you will be renewed. You will Mm -hmm. just you know. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Some people say they're too busy. I'm, I'm too busy to do this, or I'm too mm-hmm. busy to do that. Okay, start with a Christian station on your way to work, or your yeah. way home from work, or whatever. And I do think your priorities will change, kind of like Christy was saying too. So mm-hmm. you're going to want it is that feeling at first, that fire hose excitement feeling, and I think then the Christian life kind of that happens and flows. That's kind of a wave that mm-hmm. happens in your life mm-hmm. where something will excite you, something new you're learning about yeah. what it means to be a believer, what it means to have your Savior, and you'll follow, you know, you'll follow that wave again. That awesome. I'm learning something new. This is incredible. God's doing this in my life. And then I'll follow then by maybe it'll ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. Um, but that initial, all the new believers I know have always been just so excited and they cannot get enough. You're on fire. Yes. You know, so yeah, that's true. Like the internet songs. I mean, look up, you can Bible study tools online. Mm -hmm. I mean, Bible studies you can get, well, Chris, you said a minute ago you look through. You're looking through different goggles. You're looking through different yes. glasses when you when you become a believer. Um, I like that goggles. Yeah, fun visual. Because <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're not glasses because you don't take it. They're stuck on your head. And we just have snowy glasses. <laughs> so <laughs> some of us have goggles on. <laughs> that is true. For everyone listening, this was the week after. This is the week after Snowmageddon where yeah. we were all shut in our houses mm-hmm. and now have busted pipes and everything else. But I think people have an idea of God. And through media or whatever that they think he's he's up on this throne just judging all of us. Yes. yes. He's hard on us. And then you get to have a personal relationship with him and you realize his love for us. Yes. And how, how much kicker, grace though, though, he has. Is people view God, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the that's kind of the the what is the word? Like the point of differentiation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where so many religions believe in God, but not everybody believes that Jesus rose again. Right. So you have to kind of go, yeah, absolutely. You might think about God, but I have Jesus. I have the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. So great. And we had this conversation the other day at our dinner table. One of the kids was like, so everybody believes in God? And I was like, yeah, but not everybody believes in Jesus and that Jesus died for us mm-hmm. and that God sent his son to die for us and that, um, and then that he rose again. Again, goes back to the empty tomb. Yeah. And so I think if we view it as a more personal, like we have a relationship with God, which is great. But we have a right now, right now, a tangible relationship with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that allows us to interact in a way that other people can't. Mm-hmm. And that makes it new. It makes it real. It adds a little pep in your step. Well, oh, we yeah. all have belief systems. And I think yeah. part, even people think atheism and, you know, being agnostic. an agnostic and mm-hmm. those are kind of indicative of what is abs- an absence of belief system. And I'm like, no, they're just their own belief system. You, mm-hmm. We all do. And I think when we choose to um, to follow Jesus in a way, you're right. It is different than having a God we worship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is absolutely more than that because of the grace that per- was provided through Jesus mm-hmm. that no other religion does provide. And um, the amazing part. Now, what do you say to people? So I will say, okay, so we've talked about what it means to be a believer. 
kind of where you go next, kind mm-hmm. of the change that happens, the Holy Spirit that's brought. Um, Did we use the word trust what? when we talked about that? Sorry. No, Just that's good. Like to trust in the Lord, um, you know, trust in the Lord and all of his ways. And I think that develops over time too. Yeah. I think it's hard. And I think the initial excitement you're learning, but understanding what that means to trust. Yes. Develops mm-hmm. over time. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that really. And it is a roller coaster though. Like I kind of totally was joking is. when I was like, well, get ready. It's going to be fun. Because it is going to be up and down. And because now you're kind of a threat to Satan. Before you weren't. Yeah. So now darts are going to come your way. So you have to equip yourself for that because now you're a threat to him. Mm-hmm. And you have to be like, oh. So what do you say? Speaking of, I mean, that's what do you say to people who say, I can't believe a heavenly father who loves his son would do that to his no, son? No, I hate that question. I'm not good at answering that. I don't. I'm not good at that. Because I want to be like, well, he's. Go I Amy. think I feel, I feel like somebody. <laughs> it's a I, good question. I, I get, get it a lot. And I get it. I feel it's like hard. A lot of people that that want to ask that question and want to challenge that is they, they it's their own inability to believe that Christ loves them, that yes. they are lovable, that they can be okay. forgiven for yeah. all of their sins. They, they have a hard time forgiving themselves. So it's an attack on God. Do you feel, I feel like mm. that question too, indicative in that question or underlying it is the assumption that God made Jesus do it. Mm-hmm. Instead of getting Jesus goes, Oh no, I'll do it. Because mm-hmm. that's how much I love him. I'm volunteering for this. Yeah, he did like, that because he loved us that's so right. much. So mm-hmm. it's not a matter of God making his son or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's God is going, he's a part of me, and he's volunteering for yeah. the job because he is the only one that can do it, and he loves all of you enough to do it. Because, yeah, he didn't have to. Yeah, right? I think y'all are both hitting on the same thing, right? Yeah, it's totally. a back story I agree. Like where people are coming from. What is their their skew or where, how do they view God? And we're human. We're not going to get... We're not going to totally get it all right. Well, I used to think that I had to I had to stand up and have the right answer for people. But I said I dated somebody years ago, and I realized he was never ever going to believe. Right, and he would make fun of me for not being able to convince him. And I, then it finally, with years, thing. How long yes. did that relationship last? Three years. Oh, jeez. Wow. We're young. We're young. Oh, yeah. Young, years young. Ago. That's right. That's right. But <laughs> it took years from then that I was in church, and I remember the pastor saying. It's not your job to convince right. somebody. Right. It's your job. It's 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 your job as a Christian to like plant a seed yeah. and like make it available to them. Right. But if they're not going to believe, they're not going to believe. That's right. I thought, That's so good. oh my gosh, I can't yeah, wait a bit around yeah. all these years, and I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't turn him. Yeah, you can <laughs> turn him. You can sales turn him. Sales turn. I know. But I think it's also I love we John Carlin missionary dating. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we totally still we it. still call it missionary dating. <laughs> we still do. Yes. So John three sixteen, which most people know, right? So for mm-hmm. God the love of the world that He gave His only Son, whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. But John three seventeen really is yes. my favorite part of that. I would agree. For do not for God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, mm-hmm. yeah. but to save the world through Him. Yeah. And I wish. People put those together more often. I do too. Because I'm like, no. And because we do, so many people believe that God is here to, Jesus came to judge and condemn and to tell all these people bad things. No, no, he came to save us. So view it as God is saving you, that Jesus is saving you. Don't Mm -hmm. view it as he's coming to condemn. Right. Well, he didn't condemn the people. He condemned the sins. Yeah. Did he not? Mm -hmm. I mean, he loved the people. He condemned the sins. But why do we condemn sin? Because it's. Death, it leads to death, right? Mm-hmm. Romans says that. Wages of sin is death. So you have to understand that to kind of go, oh, I don't want that. I don't want the death side. I want the eternal life. Mm-hmm. But think about how much how much a person's missing out on. They're like, okay, I'm saved, so I'm just going to go back to my 
normal yes. life, right. how much you miss, yeah. how much happiness. Well, and that's what Paul have. kind of talked about a lot too, right? Because he was like, oh yeah, we have grace, but should I sin and sin so grace abounds so you can demonstrate that it doesn't matter what I do, God loves me? No, because if you love the God, Lord, mm-hmm. if you love Jesus for the sacrifice he made, you in turn now are going to be different. I mean, yeah. there's the Holy Spirit does get hold of you, and there is a conviction, and it is then our free will that God gave us all. That's why you can't convince anybody to be because it's their free will, just like mm-hmm. it's ours. Um, but we can choose if we want not to listen, right? Mm-hmm. Even yes. when we're believer, I mean, we can mm-hmm. stifle the Holy Spirit, and over time, um, that then can lead to really hard things as a believer because there's just this constant back and forth of how do I follow the Lord right when I can't, I mean, I almost feel tone deaf. I've talked to, Mm -hmm. and especially like growing up as a Christian, I will say that was a struggle for me sometimes because I learned how to act right. It's just what I did. Yeah. I mean, I just, I learned how to, this is just how you act. And so understanding the Holy Spirit's role in my life was hard Mm -hmm. because I'm going, I. Was it hard? Why was it hard? Because. It was, it was, I'm trying to explain this well. I ask why, because I wish more people understood the role of the Holy Spirit in life and how freeing it is to have access to the Holy Spirit. And because it's a supernatural resource and it took me a while as an adult to even get it. Yeah. Yeah, It's just a gift. And so, um, I think it was growing up, it was always talked to me as kind of just conscious. This is what responsible people Uh, do. Yeah. And it, as I was, as an adult now, I look back on certain things. I'm like, that was the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that saved me. Mm-hmm. Or that was the Holy Spirit that was telling me I need to do something different. And I made a horrible choice. And that's where it led. I just never, and I've now, now I understand if I avoid going in a direction where I have mm-hmm. kind of like you were saying, maybe kind of a calling or a mm-hmm. prompting, I regret it later. Yeah, always. always. But I don't think people view the Holy Spirit, too, as a person. True. Like, they God forget that it is a yes. person. It is not like this cloud. Yes. The spirit It's cloud. not this cloud that hover, hovers no. over you. Growing yes. up, I always thought it was just my yes. conscience, like you were saying. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just my conscience. It's my gut feeling. Mm-hmm. When my gut tells me not to do this, oh, that's just that's just uh, God in my heart. And But yeah. it, was, it hasn't been until... I've gotten older, probably in the last five years, yep. that I realized, no, this is a relationship with another yep. person. This mm-hmm. is a... Mm-hmm. How did um, you realize that, though? Like, was it because you saw things that happened in your life? Did you hit a point where you were like, I need something more? Like, like- um, I think it was through uh, Bible study and through um, listening to sermons. I'm like, no, 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 he wants more activity in my life. Yeah. You know, he wants to be more active in my life. He doesn't want Amy to go through life. And then just check in with him when mm-hmm. it's convenient for her. Or, oh, hey, God, could you get me out of this? I would yes. really appreciate it. Yes. Right. The little popcorn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want <laughs> to be my here. conscience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, number one, he needs mm-hmm. a lot more credit than that. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. But he wants to have a personal relationship with me. And then it always, trials always bring it up. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you go through something difficult. And I, it is so, it feels so good to say, God, I can't do this. Yeah. I need your help. I need your direction. I need you to pick me up and turn me in the direction you want to go. I don't mm-hmm. want you to just kind of give me direction. I need you to force me into, because I'm obviously not getting it. I love that. I think that's that's good because I think that resonates with so many women, right? Like mm-hmm. we get in a spot, whether it's our anxiety, it's not being able to make a decision or see things clearly mm-hmm. with life, with finances, with husbands, with work, with whatever, and just mm-hmm. being like, 
I need, like, I always need you, mm-hmm. <laughs> but come to me now. Help me see it clearly. Father, I call to you. Yes. Yeah. And I like Psalms 45, 8, verse 18. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. Which for some, you know, certain seasons, it's like a daily cry, a daily saving. And that Mm -hmm. builds that foundation even more because he's there. He does it. He's not going to help. He's not going to not help you, even though I hate that saying. He's going to help you. He's going to be there for you. But we have to trust that. And trust Mm -hmm. is hard when you can't see something. You can't put your fingers on it. I remember having a conversation with my dad. I'm like, you know, every now and then I sit back, even in Bible study, and I feel like it's kind of Satan working on me. Mm -hmm. And he was like. Why do you, why do you trust God? Why do you trust this entity? Why do you, what do you, and I said, he's just nigging on me. And dad's like, I mean, that's why you have faith. Yeah. It's the word faith. Faith. Yep. So good. Through grace, by faith in Christ alone. Faith. Yeah. We could dwell on that a long time. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast yeah. too, right? Faith. Having faith. Like you don't, you don't, you don't see the wind either, but you could feel it. No. Yeah. That's good. So. Mm-hmm. And we talked about earlier about, um, the sinner's prayer, mm-hmm. not being in the Bible, mm-hmm. but Romans ten eight. Mm-hmm. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Like, it's that simple. It's mm-hmm. that simple. And you don't lose it. Well, and, and I think, and even I was reading in Romans 3, um, 9, where it starts, but it talks about, what then? Are we Jews any better off? No. Jews, Greeks, Gentiles, mm-hmm. all, same. all the same. But it says... You go on to now verse 10. It says, but it's written, none is righteous, not, no, not one. No one understands. No one seeks God. Um, All have turned aside. Together they've all become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. And that's just the the way, the biblical context of how he talks about how our separation from God before Jesus is just the word pictures. Oh, yeah are sometimes you're like they're so intense Mm -hmm. and so i think that is how big of a deal it is and we forget that so that's for me learning that as i grew older and the seriousness of that was something you just can't grasp as a child you start your relationship there you grow up in a christian home which is amazing um it was amazing to grow up in a christian home and it was amazing to deepen my relationship with the Lord, but the ebbs and flows of that, like we were talking about the waves of that and that excitement when I'm learning something new, what comes out of that is a deeper understanding than I think for all of us, I would hope of what those word pictures in the Bible truly mean, which mm-hmm. is how much we need God. And that has not changed since the beginning of time. Mm-mm. He is our creator. That's something else you have to understand as a believer too is Genesis. Mm-hmm. You really got to dig into Genesis to get <laughs> you are created by God, period. You were made in the image of God and every b- person is. So there's there's good in people who are not believers in the sense of they are still made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. Um, he created them, too. I love but I heard a quote the other day. Different. God has written the sense of morality and reason on the hearts of humans, even fallen humans. Yeah, that's right. I was like, that is so good. So we have to stand even apart from that. Yeah. We have to stand even apart from the reasonable and the good sense that yeah. humans have as a mm-hmm. as being created by God. I mean, Christians are called to be extraordinary, you know. I like so, the set apart, too, because that's what makes it hard. Mm, like, that's the struggle is learning to be too. set apart. So explain that. What do you mean? 
Amy, you explain that one, please. <laughs> you <laughs> she started it, right, Amy? I think she said her part is that is I'm hard. Here with my She's like on my hands. Like, what does it mean? She's like right moving now. her chair around, guys. She's like, so like if you're hearing this thumping, that's Christy like moving her chair. Because it's so hard to be set apart because you're yeah. in a society or you're in a city or you're in a group of people that stuff happens and you have to kind of go. I disagree with that. Like, I morally and fundamentally disagree with that. And how do you do that and still love somebody a lot? Are you saying set apart? You don't apart? have to love them a lot. You just have to love them. Just no. <laughs> by by well, set apart, are you saying you're held to a higher standard? I don't even um, I don't know if I could go there. I'd have to process that. I mean, being set apart in the sense of the world, what the world functions and deems as good and right and he asked you to perform at a higher standard than a non-believer. Oh, I don't like that word perform. That? that makes me nervous, too. Well, it's um. probably a bad word. Let's get a thesaurus out. Okay. okay. He asks you I would to say handle to things. To love people. He asks us to handle love. Handle love. Okay. I would say he asks us to love at a higher standard. Yes. And so even sometimes I would say we have to push back. And love differently. Yes. There's the body of Christ, right? And as a body of Christ and believers, we're called to be pushing in on each other all the time of what that means to love our neighbor. Mm-hmm. We don't always do it well either, but we're called to push each other. Let the Holy Spirit prompt us, drive us, because that is something we have that the world does not have. But if we have peace from him, that is easier for us to do. Uh, peace and not easier, but knowing that you're doing the right thing for the Lord. I don't think it's going to be easier. I think it's going to be more difficult because you're doing it against the world's standards. And anything well, that goes against the world is always hard. And you're, doing it, and you're doing it in a way that might make life very uncomfortable or even painful for you right. or the people you love even. And so then what is that? But we also know like? this is not the end place for us either. Correct. Which that makes it easier to do, mm-hmm. knowing that. Knowing that there is an end, that there is eternity, there's a heaven. So what other, whatever unpleasantness we're experiencing here is not forever. Thank there, you, Jesus. There is, Preach. There Preach. is, an, there is Preach. an end game to yes. that unpleasantness. Is that grace? Yes. I mean, that's how do you not hold on to that every day? How do you not wake up and be yeah. like, woo, woo, this is not forever. Who this is, is not eternal. So this is the end. This is the part, because we talked about what it means to recognize you need something new, what it means to make that decision, I want to mm-hmm. follow Christ. Then walking through life where you go, the filters with that, the Holy Spirit as your person, your guide, you're not alone. Now this is the next kind of step, which is we know you do that because there's an end game, mm-hmm. right? Which is easy. So we have Eternity. kids and you're raising kids, mm-hmm. you're married, you have marriage issues, you're single and you're living a life and you're like, hey, this is what the world would want me to do. I'm going to do what God calls me to do, mm-hmm. to raise my kids this way, to love my husband this way, to be a single woman in the world and act this way and not do certain things. Mm-hmm. Like that's hard to do. And it's hard every single day. And then when you think it's easy, then you're like, well, I was stupid. Now it's doubly hard today <laughs> or the next day, whatever. The easy is sometimes there so we can take a breath, breath. Yeah. and we can prepare yeah. for the next thing. We're renewed okay. for the next yes. trial. Yeah. Refueled for sure. But I think the heart, I mean, I think as a believer, you have to, you have to be set apart. God calls us to be holy and to be holy. Set, is to be apart, set apart to love differently. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, to your actions. More. I just don't feel comfortable with that, but I'm going to love differently. She's not comfortable <laughs> with anything I'm saying today. You are pushing. You said the word buttons, perform, Amy. and I don't want people to think that they have to work no, for anything. No, 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 so no, that's no, right. the reason perform why perform, and I made a little nervous. Perform was a bad, or bad word. And then you're asking me like to like I'm like I'm <laughs> earning something if I perform. Yes, right? which I don't want anybody to think that's the case with Jesus. 
Well, well even the set apart is true. But even <laughs> y'all are funny. The set apart is true. But even I will say the set apart needs an exclamation because it's set apart, but it's still here. It's like we're not supposed to set apart, like go off in our own little place no, somewhere but a lot of Christians and not do that. be in the middle. Oh. Exactly. We need to keep our mouths so, on that. <laughs> we're not supposed to like go and put ourselves in like our own cocoon. little cocoon somewhere and not share Jesus with the world because not if be we the decide salt in the exactly. light, because some people are not being the salt. They're great Christians, but there's some not them, an element of salt in life. Some of them are just being salty. <laughs> some of them are just hurting the open wounds. Ooh. Like salt and open some, wounds. Yeah, I think that's right, though. Salty. There's so many of us that love our own little pod, our own little tribe. It's comfortable. It is comfortable. Nothing tries us in that. Well, and then when your kids get out of their comfy pod oh. and their cozy pod and dabble into the world, and you're like, We always Remember? have a helicopter ready right here. We always have it ready to dive in and pull them out. <laughs> and you have to be ready. You have to say, No, no, no. Okay, my kid's going to be salt and light. We're going to be salt mm-hmm. and light. And so mm-hmm. it's prepping them, having those conversations, laughing them, laughing at them it's sometimes but laughing as they with go through them, them with them yeah. as they go through things it's hard it but hard. we do i think that's the that's the hard part is being the salt in the light. well and i do think that's interesting as that this is something else as i matured as a believer and i feel like i'm still there it's just the people pick at the contradictions sometimes mm-hmm. in the bible and they pick at that as a reason to show you why it can't be true. Whereas they don't realize that Jesus came to be something totally new, but to fulfill the old. Mm-hmm. Some of the old had to change. Some of the things you brought her And there's always this back and forth of that, of the way he responded to people was different depending on who he was responding to. The truth was the same, but he understood that not everybody is in the same spot. And I think sometimes, too, we forget that because we want to take one thing he says, pop it out, and use it as a reason to run in a way that's comfortable for us. Yes. Justify it. Justify it. And so we just have to understand, and even as we have these conversations all the time, there's always context. There's always Mm -hmm. someone listening, Mm -hmm. and you're going, you can take what we're saying and talk and run with it if you want, but we would all venture to say, you first go to the Bible, go to the Holy Spirit, go in prayer, and go to other friends you have that are wise. Don't ever use one piece of information to go run with and decide. Yeah. This is, oh, good. Well, this is actually justifying what I was thinking was doing, you know, mm-hmm. to do all along. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go build my cave somewhere, mm-hmm. never talk to anyone else. So bad. And that's how I'm going to live my life. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, yeah, no, I do not think God's calling us to be that at all. Mm-hmm. So. Where the, you know, the missionaries that are going to go to hard places, where would those be if they want to go spend their time on a yacht with all their money? Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't get me started on the wealthy. You're blessed without money. You can live on the street and be an amazing woman or man of God. My grandmother was good about that. She gave everything away. Like you couldn't That's even sweet. buy her gifts because she was like, she had a two-story house. Yeah. So she had a vacuum cleaner downstairs. So my mom bought her a little cheapy one for upstairs mm-hmm. where she gave it away. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, I had two vacuum cleaners. I didn't need to. She's like, mother, it was free. So you weren't carrying that. Old, yeah. It was the old heavy one that had the, you know, mm-hmm. you rolled it around behind you. And she's like, well, I didn't need that. So my grandfather, when he's to that point, my grandfather was that way. He gave everything away. And my grandmother, it just hoards everything. <laughs> everything. And now Opposites. that he's passed away, it's just lots of, lots of stuff. Opposites and there's that. And again, even. And that's a whole other podcast, how yeah. our fears drive us. Yeah. <laughs> but and because God is supposed to, you know, God will work on our hearts. And if we let him push out that fear, but man, fears drive us, our oh, decision making all the time. Yeah. And everyone I talk to who hoards is, but I might need it. 
Well, I hope though the goal, right? The whole goal of this podcast is that someone feels encouraged. Yes. Someone knows that they should rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So once you're in the family of Christ, once you're in God's family. You're in. You're in. So then as we're doing that, as we're saying, once you're in, you're in. What do we say to people then who are listening, who are going, I have a family member. I have a child. I have a sister. Mm -hmm. I have a brother. I have a friend who's not a believer. What do I do? I'm desperately scared for them. Where do I go? What do I do? We have ladies like that in Bible study that deal with that. Plant and seeds. It's hard. It is. It's plant a plant seed. seed. You live your life a certain way, and maybe they'll pick up on. So how do you carry the, a responsibility? Because kind of we touched on that area mm-hmm. earlier with the mm-hmm. fact that you're like, I can't convince someone. Mm-hmm. This is their decision. But there is a burden that God gives us for the people who are not Christians. So how do you find that balance? Well, I think it's always going to be on your heart, no matter what, especially somebody that you really care about. Mm-hmm. And you're always going to, the human nature is to find it to be your fault and there'll be a responsibility there. But I think God calls us to lean on him. So to continually pray for these folks that he works in their life and God's calling to them. But it's, to me, it's a, God, please open their ears to hear you. Please open their eyes to see you. Please, I mean, like just, um, really specific prayers, you know, help them see a bird in the sky and to see your creation and anything and everything. I think that I love that because I think we get so, we're so mundane in our prayers. Mm-hmm. Lord, save him. Lord, help him come to Jesus Lord, sure. whatever. And I think that's what's so great about right now studying Jeremiah is he changes the way he prays constantly. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. God's like, well, you can't pray for this. And well, Jeremiah's like, well, great. I'm not going to stop praying. I'm just going to find a new way to pray. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, don't pray for the nation. So he now says, well, great. I'm going to pray as though I'm the nation and or I'm these people. And then he gets creative with his prayers. I think you've got to get creative with your prayers. I remember praying multiple times for a family member and he would answer the prayer. And I didn't like the answer because it was hurtful. <laughs> it was it was horrible. Like, I hated it. And I was like, I'm not going to pray that anymore. We're going to try a different prayer. And he was like, well, great. I'll answer that prayer, too. And I'm like, That's not, I didn't want that answer either. That's not what I was looking for. <laughs> but you have to understand, like, yeah. he's a creative God anyway. Right? So why not, instead of just the same mundane, pray something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not working. That's not working. Now let's try to pray something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe refocus. Where's God's will in this? Kind of change the way you're doing it. Versus getting stuck in the same mundane, boring prayer mm-hmm. that you pray before breakfast or before dinner all the time. Or as you're falling off to sleep. Yes. Exactly. Same one. Uh-huh. I know God's going, really? Yeah. It's a carbon copy of last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Change it up. I gave you a lot oh to gosh. pray about today and you're not touching any I mean, of it. Uh-huh. not even talking to me about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's so freeing once you do. I had a hard night last night. Couldn't sleep. At 2.30, I finally got up and wrote in my prayer journal and just let it all out and I couldn't sleep. Put the prayer journal down. Turn the light off. Slept so hard for Sometimes three Sometimes journaling, people underestimate mm-hmm. just how amazing the written word is. Yeah. In general, and it's I'm more, telling you, just getting out of your you head. Just, if that's the only nugget you get out of here, if you can't sleep, if you want to just get something, uh, scribble down, that is absolutely but it's, true. But it's, the prayers are so intentional, yeah. mm-hmm. and I am like, Lord, please help me yeah. with this, and all caps, and like, you know, I'm yeah. yelling at him on the page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So anyway, that's good. That yes. is good. Journaling is so amazing. Yeah, and freeing. Mm-hmm. An emotional dump on the Lord. And you forget how much we don't write anymore because, like, by the first page, my Your hand's cramping. Throbbing. I know. So I have felt even, that before, too. The second too. page is not even legible, but God knows what it says. <laughs> but nobody else. And can. it's like 3 o'clock in the morning and you're tired now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
much. It'll be interesting if you go back to read it in like two months, maybe, if you can read the second page. Well, I was really angry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So then um, before we close out, like, so we just talked about what it means to be a believer, asking those questions and everything. We've used the word prayer in here mm-hmm. quite a bit. Can we define prayer real quick before we kind of... As the kind of bow on the top of this conversation, can we define Mm -hmm. what prayer is? Go ahead, Christy. I'm going to keep it super simple. Okay. It's a conversation with the Lord. There you go. I think it's, I don't like to overdo things. I'm taking classes right now. I'm around people that love to over talk and I am over it. Yeah. (laughs) So I think a prayer is a conversation with the Lord. I think because we as humans make it too hard in our head. So then we don't want to do it. We don't want to interact with it. We don't get involved. Mm -hmm. So it's this big, huge, I don't know how to pray. You know how to talk to me. You know how to talk to Amy. You know how to talk to Debbie. It's the same thing. It's a yeah. conversation. That's all he wants. There are such good prayers out there. They may yes. use the most eloquent uh-huh. ones, and I love to hear them pray. Uh-huh. But when I am talking to God, it is brass tacks. I am, you know, God, mm-hmm. can you believe I did this? And mm-hmm. I am so worried about this. And then there's this. And, you know, it, he's chasing the rabbit around my mind of mm-hmm. all of the different topics. The spaghetti. The spaghetti. But I am, I'm just being as real as I can. He already mm-hmm. knows everything anyway. You're not hiding anything from mm-hmm. him. Right. And so, it's not like you have to do it five times a day. Nope. But you only do it on Sunday. Like, literally, it's a conversation totally. that should be taking place daily. you got a front row parking spot. Pray to the Lord. Pray. Thank what? you, Lord. You can mm-hmm. pray driving down the road with your eyes open. You yes. can still do that. My kids always get nervous when it's my turn to pray. They're like, you're not going to close your eyes. And I'm like, no, I'm like, no, God still hears my prayers. My eyes are open. <laughs> and I'm driving. Thank you very much. Don't tell me anymore. Well, we've done stop sign prayers in Bible studies before. Mm-hmm. Where, like, whenever you have a, like, oh, for yeah, that we week. Oh, yeah, we that summer. Yeah. yeah, we'd be like, hey, at a stop sign, lift up this person. Or, you know, whatever. But it's, what would you, what's your answer, Debbie? Prayer. Yeah, I think, um, again, this is something developed over <laughs> over my I didn't understand it very well as a child at all. Um, I will say, so I do like this part of it is I do feel like prayer is our way of talking to God. Mm-hmm. Reading God's word is his way of talking to us. Mm-hmm. And so if you're only doing one without the other, you're having a one-sided conversation. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you're only reading your Bible, you may be hearing from God, but he's not hearing from you. Mm-hmm. If you're only praying and you're not reading your Bible, guess what? You're talking God's ear off, but he's like, you haven't heard a word I've said. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You keep coming to me for a direction. And the Holy Spirit is there is prompting you to read the word, prompting you to pray, pray and you're not doing yeah. <laughs> those. So uh, finally getting just the all-roundedness of so a mm-hmm. walk with the Lord and what that means. I'm so going to mess that up. Has to helped it. me. Well, hey, it's we have things. Recorded. It's a conversation. It's a Bible. Like you're conversing with the Lord and then but he converses with here's you. Here's the, the difference Bible. with the conversation part is you want a dialogue, not a monologue. If you're only praying, it's a monologue. If you're only reading your Bible, it's a monologue. You want a dialogue, which mm-hmm. is the back and forth. Yes. And it is super important. Um, so that's what, you know, in our family, we kind of talk about that. But again, mm-hmm. It takes life to really, I think we finally get it when we're older, like you were saying mm-hmm. um, earlier with the story you were saying about a friend of yours who's just so joyful and she's older and mm-hmm. she doesn't see well and her life is just, you know, yeah. but she's got the joy of the Lord and she's had life with the Lord and she knows what that means. And so exactly. that's, I guess, what I would say about prayer is it's an amazing, and I think so many people think of prayer like they think of like, Mm-hmm. celebrity pastors and people doing yeah. these big grandiose yep. prayer. And you're like, 
kind of like Christy said, it's, it's a conversation. It's you, it's your part of that conversation. And you just get to talk. And guess what? Even there's parts of the Bible where God says, don't let your prayer be in front of people. Don't let it be out there because you're using it to bring attention to yourself and not to me. Yep. And so you're praying. I want your prayer. I want your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Well, to add to your reading the Bible, have y'all heard the phrase, if you if, show me a Bible that's falling apart and I'll show you a life that's not. <laughs> that's good. I have a grandma saying? actually. It's a dad saying. Oh, okay. a dad saying. That's it. Say that again. Show me a Bible that's falling apart and I'll show you a life that's not. Yeah, that's good. I will tell you, I have my dad's Bible. He passed away and he had, he had a couple he marked out through his life. And I have one of his. I mean, it's that's like awesome. one of my, I love it. He's marked all over it. So I've started marking up Bibles for my kids. I have two now. That's good. Mm-hmm. I have another one. I my dad uh, gave Jennifer and I Bibles and wrote in the front of them. So sweet. So I open the Bible all the time. I'm like, can't read that. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. What he wrote in there. I'm like, it's I'll true. read it someday. I'm not reading it right now. I brought now. my dad's Bible up here one time when we had a women's thing. I was going to use it. I was like, this will be fun. Mm-hmm. I'll teach my dad's mm-hmm. Bible. Oh. Mm-mm. I was like, that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, so I opened it. I'm like, feeling like I'm about mm-hmm. to start bawling. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, okay, no, I'm going to have to get yes. my other one. So I kind of put it over here. And yeah. then I was paranoid. I was going to leave it. Like it was going to get yeah. lost. So I've never done that again. It's just on the bookshelf on my bed. But um, yeah, it, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, the Bible is an amazing and we have so much access to it. So much. So much. On Sunday, I told the kids, I said, go get your Bibles. You're, you're going to take them to church. What? We have our phones. I know. No. Leave them at home. You're going to take the Bible. Yeah. So they'd go in, they come back, and they get a Bible. And then I had one in the middle section. And Brenda was like, why do you have so many Bibles? I was like, it's my favorite book. Yeah. Like, it should be your favorite book yeah. that your kids, mm-hmm. your family know. Oh, what's your favorite Bible? I love to read it. And like, it is it's amazing fine. how different versions will give you different layers, too, of passages. Yes. I've learned to appreciate yes. that more, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, because we have different. For sure. Chuck does that in service. He was mm-hmm. actually, you know, the NIV says it this way. That yeah. Is it the mm-hmm. EIV, English? ESV. ESV. Says it this way. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, I love I've that. learned to appreciate the different versions a little more because of that. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's pretty interesting. Well, this has been super fun, ladies. So fun to have this conversation. So, if you um, are questioning your walk with the Lord, or if you want to m- make a decision um, to follow Christ, or want to um, understand more what it means to have a relationship with Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And there's definitely resources. We'll plug in some information so that you can um, follow those resources to follow that more clearly. Um, you can always go to friscofirst.church, um, contact somebody there on our um, homepage, and they will contact you and speak with you. You can always fill in. There's a little form in there you can fill in. And we have ministers available that would love to have that conversation with you anytime. So until next time, everybody, this is Noisy Narratives Out, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Bye, y'all. Mm-hmm.